The Solicitor General asks the Supreme Court to nullify the franchise of media giant ABS-CBN. A media group cries foul and calls the Solicitor General's move an attack on press freedom. The death toll from the novel coronavirus in China still rising and Thailand in mourning after a disgruntled soldier kills dozens in a shooting rampage. Good afternoon, I'm Camina Constantino. Dateline 14 begins right now. Welcome to the program. A legal battle looms between the Philippine government and ABS-CBN. The Solicitor General has just filed a petition to nullify the network's franchise over what he describes as highly abusive practices. Billy Ramos reports. Philippine government lawyers have asked the Supreme Court to nullify the legislative franchise of media giant ABS-CBN. Solicitor General Jose Calida on Monday filed a petition for quo warranto, citing the network's alleged violations of terms and conditions of the franchise granted to them by the Philippine Congress. He says he wants to put an end to what he calls highly abusive practices of ABS-CBN that have gone unnoticed or were disregarded for years. Kalida also accuses ABS-CBN of allowing foreign investors to take part in its ownership. The petitions were filed against ABS-CBN Corporation and ABS-CBN Convergence, the network's communications arm. The National Union of Journalists of the Philippines immediately denounced Kalida's move as a direct attack on press freedom. Love it or hate it, ABS-CBN is a major, major source of information in this country. It's part of the... It's part of the dialogue, it's part of the free exchange of ideas and information. You shut that down, you shut off a huge source of uh, ideas and uh, information, and that's, that's really a loss for the people. I guess it's also time to call out Congress on this. They should, uh, you know, they should uh, get the process going. It's, uh, it's not too late uh, unless, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's now up to Congress to prove itself. Uh, as the Constitution mandates to prove itself an independent and co-equal branch of government, uh, to not act on the bill is, you know, to prove that they're nothing but lapdogs of this administration. Are they uh, mere uh, puppets of, you know, a vindictive president? Malacanang is denying any hand in the Solicitor General's co-warranto petition against ABS-CBN. That's despite ABS-CBN being a target of President Duterte's verbal jabs after the network allegedly did not air his campaign material for the 2016 polls. The palace maintains the Solicitor General was only doing his job. That's part of freedom of expression when you express your displeasure on something of which you are the subject of a fraud. We cannot deprive the president as a citizen of this country to express himself. Walang kaugnayan ni competition ni Soljet. Ang Pangulo hindi nakikialam sa mga trabaho na kanyang heads and departments and offices. Alagi niya sinasabi, let the law take its course. A co-warranto requires a person or entity to show what authority they have for exercising some right, power or franchise that they claim to hold. This is the second time the Duterte administration used a co-warranto petition. The first one successfully removed Maria Lourdes Sereno from her post as Chief Justice. Billy Ramos, ABS-CBN News. And ABS-CBN's Mike Navarro now joins us live from Manila Supreme Court for more on the Solicitor General's Coaranto case against ABS-CBN. Mike, what else can you tell us? 
Hi, Carmina. At this point, we're still trying to secure a copy of the petition from the Supreme Court. And we've also asked a copy from the Office of the Solicitor General because earlier the OSG refused to give us a copy and uh, Solicitor General Jose Calida also refused to grant any interview to shed light on what are the basis of the Office of the Solicitor General's filing of the Covaranto petition against ABS-CBN Corporation and ABS-CBN Convergence. I should point out, Carmina, that as we reported earlier, uh, we have been hearing uh, about this filing of the petition for about a month now. Uh, in fact, we've been uh, camping out outside the docket section at the Supreme Court for more than a month, waiting for that day when the, uh, Solicitor General Jose Calida will file the Covaranto petition. And it did happen earlier this morning. And uh, based on the grounds that's, that has been raised, uh, they're essentially looking at uh, some of the business aspects of the company, for instance, offering pay-per-view via supposedly free-to-air television, which supposedly is not part of the franchise, and also uh, offering Philippine depository receipts to foreigners, which is supposedly in violation of uh, mass media restrictions. All Philippine mass media should be 100% Philippine-owned uh, here in the Philippines based on the Constitution. Um, these are business aspects, Carmina, but of course, the underlying issue here is also the press freedom issue, as many have pointed out, uh, in it, because the ultimate effect of revoking the franchise of ABS-CBN is to put it off the air. And so there are issues in press freedom uh, that are at play. Carmina. But is it just an issue of press freedom, Mike, or is it really an issue of limiting that democratic space? Uh, Carmina, that can also be said because uh, as we are reporting, we're just learning now, Carmina, that uh, a case has been filed against several uh, opposition leaders uh, in uh, a court in Quezon City. It's, uh, the case that's been filed is uh, inciting to sedition at the Metropolitan Trial Court uh, in Quezon City. And this is against some of the opposition leaders who were tagged in that Bicoy uh, online video. So if seen in that context, uh, the Solicitor General was also behind, as we reported, the Solicitor General was also behind the filing of that complaint by Bicoy. Uh, if you look at the context, the broader context, going against uh, opposition leaders, going after the media as well, and it's not just ABS-CBN. We've also heard uh, the President going after the Inquirer and Rappler, and in fact filing cases against them. Uh, this, is, this really uh, could set the tone for, for a shrinking democratic space. As the uh, New York-based Committee to Protect Journalists is saying, uh, given the threats to our franchise as well. Fermina. Okay, Mike, we're going to talk to you a little bit later on, but in the meantime, I'd like to thank you for joining us. Mike Navalny there joining us live from the Supreme Court. That Covaranto petition filed by the Philippine government against media giant ABS-CBN, while the network calls that petition without merit and ill-timed. The company insists it has complied with all the pertinent laws governing its franchise and has secured all necessary government and regulatory approvals for its business operations. That includes the company's Philippine deposit receipts, which were approved by the Securities and Exchange Commission, as well as the Philippine Stock Exchange. Meanwhile, the company says its ownership in ABS-CBAN convergence was in compliance with laws and structures 
that have been utilized by other telecommunication companies. The company reiterates it did not violate the law and calls the case an attempt to deprive Filipinos of its services. In spite of the petition, the company says it remains committed to its mission to serve the Filipino people, especially at a time when millions are relying on its services to deliver information on issues such as the deadly novel coronavirus. ABS-CBN is the parent firm of this news channel. Lawmakers here in the Philippines voicing alarm over government's Cobaranto case against ABS-CBN. They say it violates the constitutional separation of powers between the executive and legislative branches of government. Congressman Doy Lechon, who authored one of the ABS-CBN franchise bills, says the grant or revocation of a franchise is a matter within the exclusive jurisdiction of Congress. House Deputy Speaker Johnny Pimentel and Congressman Rufus Rodriguez agree. Rodriguez is also confident the petitions against ABS-CBN will not go far. In this case, the OSG has already preempted the action to be taken by Congress. Congress has not yet even decided whether to renew or to cancel the franchise of uh, uh, the ABCBN. And with this development, um, this could have an adverse effect during the hearing, if ever we will have a hearing on the renewal of ABCBN, because they have cited already violations, well, supposedly alleging violations committed by the ABCBN. This finding certainly is an encroachment. Because uh, granting of franchise and cancellation of franchises are exclusively lodged with Congress. So what is the point of uh, the uh, Solicitor General in filing it with the courts? It is now the Supreme Court to perform its uh, duty to look at this petition and see the encroachment of this, uh, this covarant uh, petition. And uh, I believe the Supreme Court will dismiss this being, uh, being uh, a matter exclusively lodged with uh, Congress. ABS-CBN stocks dropped just minutes after the filing of the Covaranto petition against the media giant. China Bank Securities, Restin Mercado warns other regulation-sensitive stocks, well, they may follow suit with an already concerned market over government's ongoing review of alleged on-risk contracts. Earlier, uh, earlier this year, the main uh, concern was that there's ongoing regulatory uncertainty with all these uh, contract uh, re revisiting these con with the government revisiting all of these contracts. So, uh, with this development, I think that just pretty much underscores that the concern remains with uh, the market. So, anything that we uh, the relief that we saw last week might be uh, uh, overshadowed by a resurgence of these concerns. So it might impact other uh, regulatory sensitive, uh, regulation sensitive stocks and issues. But Mercado does not see the move greatly affecting ABS-CBN's sister companies. Most of them are in energy, and then again, uh, the risk exposures are different. So, uh, in terms of energy companies, uh, I think it's harder for uh, those contracts to kind of be revisited, considering our obviously that's another utility that we would all need. So, I think in terms of the effect on other Lopez companies, I don't think it will have that kind of contagion effect outside of ABS-CBN shares at this point. In Thailand, a soldier kills dozens of people in a shooting rampage after he was enraged by a property deal. Here's the full story. 
Thai security forces have shot dead a soldier who went on a rampage, killing at least 26 people. Prime Minister Prayut Chan Ocha said on Sunday that the soldier, named as Jakrapantoma, was angry over a house deal involving a relative of his commanding officer. That officer was killed by Jakrapant, officials said. Before he stole a Humvee, assault weapon and ammunition and drove to a shopping mall in the northeastern city of Nakhon Ratchasima. That was where he shot most of his victims, such as 13-year-old Rachanon Khan Chanameti. Outside the hospital morgue, his father says he'd been waiting for his only son to come home for dinner. During a 12-hour standoff, hundreds of shoppers fled the mall as the police and army launched several rescues. CCTV footage from inside showed the gunman, dressed in black and wearing a mask, his gun slung over his shoulder. I was scared. Periodically I would hear gunfire and I was wondering if he was going to come near me because the noise felt like it was so close while we were hiding. Hours before he began shooting on Saturday, Jakrapant posted on Facebook denouncing greedy people. He continued to post written updates during the attack until Facebook shut down his account. The army said Jakrapant was a sharp shooter who had taken many special courses, including on planned ambushes. Thousands of people attended a vigil to honor the victims of last week and shooting rampage in Thailand. Monks led prayers as people laid down white flowers in memory of those who perished. Most of the victims were killed in a shopping center where the shooter held out against an overnight siege. It's kind of mixed feeling. You have this rage. It feels good. It took like 18 hours. Just, I have two kids of my own and just thinking about those lives in there. I couldn't sleep at all last night. I was just trying to get the right news and just wanted to help somehow. But it just couldn't. It just happened right here in our hometown. Behind us, like right in our heart of everything. It just, it just tragic. Those kids. The whole family, the parents and the little girl, those are just innocent lives. The novel coronavirus that emerged from the Chinese city of Wuhan is killing more people in China. China's National Health Commission says 97 died Sunday, bringing the death toll to 908. Confirmed cases have also risen to 40,171. Despite the rising deaths and infections, China believes it can defeat the virus. Can, you, can China control coronavirus? Of course. We are very confident. Are you very confident, sir? Very confident. Among the new deaths reported over the weekend was an American hospitalized in Wuhan. He's the first confirmed non-Chinese victim of the disease, which has spread to more than two dozen countries and territories. There have been two deaths outside China, one in Hong Kong and another here in the Philippines. Both are Chinese nationals. Four more Filipinos on a cruise ship in Japan have tested positive for the Wuhan coronavirus. This brings the total number of infections on the Diamond Princess ship to around 70. But Japan's Health, Labor and Welfare, Welfare Ministry, Ministry says the Filipinos, along with two other new cases, have no serious symptoms. Around 3,700 people remain confined to their cabins as they undergo a two-week quarantine. 
A Filipino passenger says the Japanese government has been adequately providing their needs. But she admits cabin fever is setting in since they're not allowed to interact with other guests. Reports say over 500 Filipinos are on the cruise ship, among them one of the first 10 people who tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Academy Awards just wrapped up in Hollywood with Parasite winning Best Picture. The South Korean film is the first non-English language movie to win Hollywood's top honor, the dark comedy about social classes, which has been a darling this award season. Also won Oscars for Best Foreign Film, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Directing for Bon Joon-ho. Joaquin Phoenix was named Best Actor for his turn as the villain Joker. Opposite the Best Actress win of Renee Zellweger, for her portrait of Judy Garland in a biopic about the showbiz legend. Laura Dern is Best Supporting Actress for playing a divorced lawyer in a marriage story. While the Best Supporting Actor went to Brad Pitt for his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is the first acting Oscar for 56-year-old Pitt. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.